Welcome to Calvary's small group curriculum for our eight-week fall teaching series, Calvary Next. This is the audio version of the video teaching for our small groups. Please go to calvarywestlake.org forward slash next to access the video, group discussion guide, and daily devotionals for each week. Now, here's session eight. Session eight, we wrap up by focusing on how we move towards greater spiritual health with Pastor Sean and Pastor Brian. Over the course of the last several weeks, we have been exploring our Calvary 2030 vision. This is the vision God has given us as a church, our church leadership, for the next eight years here at Calvary. And what we believe God is calling us to and areas that God wants us to focus on and ways in which we'll reach out and the difference we'll make in our community and our world. But in our time with you as small groups, we've also emphasized how this has to do with our individual lives. Yes, it's a part of who we are as a church and the the impact God wants us to make in our generation, in our location on the planet, in our time. But it's also about our individual lives. The vision God has given us as a church will not be successful, will not be accomplished unless we are healthy and strong in our own walk with Him, in our own lives, in our own witness to the world around us. Just looking at Acts chapter 14 and verse 21, we read, They preached the gospel in that city and won a large number of disciples. Then they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch. They're going back where there already were new followers of Christ, and they're going back to minister to them. And it says, they go back there strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. And a pattern that Paul and Barnabas and others who ministered uh, in that era and alongside the Apostle Paul, one of the key factors of what they did was they not only saw people come to Jesus, but they made sure that those folks are being discipled in what it means to live and love like Christ. They're being discipled in how to deepen their walk with God, how to love God more, how to love God's family more, how to love their neighbors more, just as we've been talking about the last several weeks. So in this final week, we emphasize the importance of our own health, our own walk with God, because Calvary will only be as strong as a a church, as a collective body of believers, as a local expression of God's family, as we are as individuals. It's important for us to continue to walk with God on a daily basis. It's important for us to cultivate that deeper love of Him, that relationship where we spend time with Him and in His Word, where we take time to worship together with other believers, and then to love God's family, where we spend time serving one another, encouraging each other, each other, walking with each other through some of the difficult and dark times of life, being there to support each other through those moments of success and celebration, to love each other, even if we come from different perspectives. And then, of course, it's important for us to develop the kind of health, not just as a whole church, but as individuals, as couples, as families, where we have a witness in our community, where we're showing that love God has for us that we've experienced together with our neighbors. And so there is this pattern that is laid out in the book of Acts as you see this movement that moves, this big movement that has little moments in the lives of various people. It's important to note that there is a depth that takes place. There is a health that occurs as people walk with God, they walk in his word, they walk with him in prayer, that begins to transform not just their lives and the people around them, but is a part of that movement of God, the, the expansion of God's kingdom into other lives and into other areas. I just want to encourage you as your pastor, if we're going to be strong and vibrant as a church in this community, in our region, if we're going to have an impact all around the world as God has given us the impact uh, of the last several decades as a church, if we're going to have that kind of impact into the future, 
It's about my being healthy and strong in the Lord as a follower of Jesus Christ. It's about you being healthy and strong in your relationship with God. And I want to encourage you as a disciple to set your eyes on Jesus, focus on him, Allow your life to be so consumed with who Christ is that you can't help but become more like Jesus in how you live, how you carry out your life, how you interact with people at work, in your neighborhood, in your home, and how you love, how you care for people maybe even you disagree with. People who live contrary to the scriptures, but you love them. And it's obvious that even if you disagree, you love them and care about them. I want to encourage you to grow strong and healthy because we are a body of believers. We each have a part, even as Paul talks about in many of his writings, including 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where we're described as one body with many parts. As each part is healthy, as each part is growing, as each part is maturing, then that gives us a strength that will make an impact far beyond my life or my home, far beyond just a collection of us, but it becomes an impact that is deep and wide the example of what Paul and Barnabas were doing, going from church to church, from places they'd been already, and building up the body is important for us as we now launch and engage in this incredible vision God has given us as a church in the years ahead. I'm excited about what's on the horizon. I'm on the edge of my seat. And I hope you're on the edge of your seat, ready to see what God has for us, ready to see many more people come to Jesus, get baptized and growing in him, and then reaching out to our community that the people who would think of Calvary Community Church would think of people who truly live and love like Jesus. Thanks, Sean. This is such a great summary of the healthy patterns for every believer. So let's talk about the flip side. What are some unhealthy patterns that we have perhaps drifted into more fully in the last couple of years? And Brian, would you start us off? Yeah, I just think um, if I look back over the course of COVID, I think the beginning of COVID really created some pattern changes in us mm -hmm. um, when it comes to a whole bunch of things that actually impacted our spiritual lives. So whether that be the amount of time we spend on our screens, right. which I think for most of us has skyrocketed, uh, maybe how we've isolated from people, which which for a season was a really healthy and good thing. But now for many people, that's no longer necessary. Right. And to lean back in is really important. So whether it be schedules or patterns or screen times or, or disciplines, I think a lot of stuff got rocked in early 2020. And if we're not careful, it'll just drift into oblivion rather than us intentionally saying, what do we need to bring back online? Yeah, I think part of it too is we've we've had a lot of fatigue over conflict. Mm -hmm. Yeah, People telling us we're wrong or how we should do something differently. Or And I think that's all of culture. It's been online, it's been in person. It's been in signs we see going mm -hmm. in places or what have you. And so I think it's important for us to, again, begin to think about other people. Yeah. Begin to think about how other people are receiving us, hearing us, perceiving us, and not be as defensive, not be as quick to argue or quick to prove ourselves right. Some of the unhealthy patterns for us in our spiritual walk has been just that first gut reaction to criticize or prove ourselves to be correct or right. Yeah, well, and so much of that connects even with our patterns of not seeing people. Because when I'm not mm -hmm. close to you, yeah. or when I'm not actually in yeah. the room with you, I can start to be suspicious of you. I cannot right. give you the benefit of the doubt. I can mm -hmm. assume that you have a, a motive that's not really your motive. Right. But when we're in a room together, I think it's much easier to treat people with respect and dignity. And when I'm far away, it's easier to do what you said, to be critical or to be rude or to be harsh. Yeah, and Andy Stanley in the book, uh, Not In It to Win It, that we've read together as a church, uh, he points out at the very end of the book, which I think 
think is really good is it's easy to be tense with each other at distance. And he points out that Jesus in the upper room, when he washes the disciples' feet before he gives them some instructions, he kind of opens their hearts and minds to what Mm -hmm. he has to say by being in proximity to them. Washing the feet Mm -hmm. was very personal. It was very close. And he does that for Judas and for Peter. There is something about being with people and being caring toward people that we've lost in yeah, the season. Yeah. And really it's a, a part of, I, I would call it a spiritual discipline we need to recultivate in our lives yeah. intentionally. Yeah. yeah, the practice of embodied presence basically, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's towards other people. But have you guys noticed um, in terms of our relation with God, I know we've talked in earlier sessions about loving God's word, serving other things or worship. Have you noticed kind of a, I don't wanna call it um, laziness, but maybe more of a passivity mm-hmm. in the last few years that maybe you didn't see earlier in your ministry? Yeah, I think I think one of the things I've observed is a lot of these spiritual disciplines, let's take reading the Bible, um, reading in general, just general reading and reading the Bible specifically, has been on the decline for a number of years, yeah. even before COVID. And COVID didn't cause that, but it accelerated it. Mm-hmm. It exposed that in us. And so I think when we talk about reading the Bible or creating space for quiet or having intentional times of prayer, or even the, the discipline of gathering together mm-hmm. as a small group, uh, I think what COVID did was accelerated the trend away from that. And so right. what we can do right Right now is say, hey, these trends are going in this direction, but as a church, we don't want to conform to the patterns of this world. We want to be transformed by the mm-hmm. renewing of our mind and go the opposite directions. You know, Carolyn, you talk a lot in the small groups ministry about the one another's of the mm-hmm. New Testament. There are 50 to 52 mm-hmm. of these commands to love one another, encourage one another, right. stir up one another to love and good works. And there's something about that one another that has been lost in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, not everywhere and not all small groups and not with everybody, right. but just overall, again, COVID didn't yeah caused these things, but COVID exposed mm-hmm. and yes. accelerated yeah. uh, some of this withdrawal from being engaged in the body life of the church. And that's so important because we do need each other. And that's what the body of Christ is to be about. And so I think one of those patterns that in a spiritual discipline kind of way that that has to do with our relationship with God is God calls on us to be engaged yeah. with the local body of believers, either it, when we're worshiping together, to hear our voices, something bigger than mm-hmm. ourselves, a voice expressing our heart to God together, um, letting people pray over mm-hmm. us, yeah. to pray together, to read God's word together. I think that together aspect too, we don't wanna lose, and the one another's are an important discipline for us at the individual level, but it has for me to be impacted at the individual level or to impact at the individual level, I've gotta be with others. That's, That's right. the one another part That's of right. this, it's reciprocal. Yeah. yeah, and it seems like, you know, for what both of you and the passage is all saying is there's an intentionality. Yeah. And we've broken up um, Vision 2030, the eight years into a thousand, thousand days yeah. at chunks, which seems like, a, in some ways, seems like a long time, and in some ways seems really short. Um, but as we know, when, whenever we want to make any changes, it starts really small, yeah, right? That's right. Yeah. So what are some, let's talk about some small bite-sized things um, that we can do. And maybe let's start personally with um, each of you. Yeah, I think, I think for me on the surface, this won't seem very spiritual, but I think it's deeply uh, impacting my spiritual life. Uh, And that is my habits around my phone specifically Mm -hmm. and how much screen time I'm using and how much I'm on social media. And I think, again, if I'm not thinking and not being intentional, that number keeps going up. And and really that doesn't add to the calling God's given me. And so I'm not going to go to the extreme of deleting social media or not using a cell phone at all, but I want to be more intentional with that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of my next steps to create a little margin in my life so that I can have space with God. So I think for me, uh, cell phone use doesn't sound profoundly spiritual, but for me, it it really, really is. Yeah, because what's that tapping into? 
I want to kind of explore that a little bit because yeah. I think sometimes we think something like that, cell phone use or yeah. eating unhealthy or, in my case, not exercising, yeah. these things that seem kind of neutral actually are not because it actually shapes us. Yeah. So talk a little bit about how that might be a deeper spiritual issue. There's something beautiful in the scriptures where God often shows up in a whisper, in a quiet mm -hmm. voice. Um, and one of the things I've had to recognize about my life is that if I am always filling every spare moment of my life when I'm standing in line or at a red light mm -hmm. or waiting for something to happen with a phone, with something in my ears, with music, with a podcast. If I'm always filling the space, there's no room for me mm. to listen to the Lord. There's no room for him to prompt me to do things. And so when I fill that space with my cell phone, what I'm saying is I don't want to be alone with my thoughts. I don't mm. want to be quiet before the Lord. I just want to be on this thing, constantly filling that space. And I think that's a problem yeah. rather than me saying, I'm going to stand here in line at the store for three minutes and not look at anything and just be in this moment. Mm -hmm. I think that's a profoundly spiritual practice that creates room for God to yeah. move in my life. I've noticed that when I've said something kind to someone, how much it means to them. Mm -hmm. People will actually text me later to say, you know what you said today was so important, which I think in a pre-COVID world and pre-political, there was political polarization, but not as intense mm -hmm. as it is now. I think in that world, people weren't as appreciative. Mm -hmm. I think people are hungry yeah. for a word of encouragement, yeah. yes. for someone to add value to their life that's detached from any of the stuff and noise of this world. And so for me, I'm gonna be looking for ways to write a note to people, to say an encouraging word, send an encouraging text, you know, maybe even saying, okay, I'm gonna send two texts and one note a day, and I'm gonna try <laughs> to find five people to just say a kind word to. They can even be strangers. You thank mm. for what they're doing, where they're working, and that they're showing up and they're being there and they're making yeah. a difference in your life. I think uh, people are hungry for that and need of that, but I also think it's healthy for me because Christ did that. Yeah. He brought encouragement and hope and help and uh, stirred people to be the best they could be yeah. uh, by his presence and by his words. And I, I, I really want to do that as a discipline that I think will mm -hmm. benefit me, but ultimately it also benefit others. Well, and I think we see that in the passage here where they're strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. Mm -hmm. That encouragement is actually a spiritual discipline. And I think we tend to think it's just Bible reading or prayer mm -hmm. or going to church, but there's something about being intentional with your right. words that's found all over the New Testament. And it's something that if we're not careful, we won't end up encouraging anyone because all we're thinking about is ourselves. Right. I have found the more I encourage others, right. the lighter my spirit, yes. the more hopeful right. I feel, yep. Yep. the less critical I am of others, yep. the less argumentative I am with yep. others, the more compassionate I am. So I think it's a spiritual discipline that it blesses others and it builds me to be uh, more like Christ. And I think that's so important. Well, and Carolyn, we've talked about how encouragement within mm -hmm. the context of a small group is probably the ground zero for it, us yes. to really <laughs> focus on of how can I encourage not just right. generally everyone, I think there's a health in finding random right. people at times, but really to be intentional mm -hmm. with those who are in our life. Yeah, for those relationships. I mean, at, now I have a hard time remembering things that people share with me. Yeah. So in our small group, if someone says, you know, they're having surgery or their kid's going through something or there's an important day, I put it on the calendar, yeah. on my little reminder phone, just so that I know. Yeah. And I think it's part of, maybe partly because of COVID too, it's part of um, needing to be seen. Yeah. We all need to be seen. We all need to be known. Yeah. And to be, um, have that matter, have our life matter to people yeah. around us. Um, and that's part of the beauty of, you know, if you are, here in person on weekends and you see one another, just that quick hello, mm -hmm. knowing mm -hmm. that people see you and know you. I had a, a really quick conversation with a parent of a special needs um, son and I don't know her very well, but she was just sharing with me how 
how much it matters to her that even um, people who don't know her will greet her son. Yeah. And she said, nowhere else has this happened. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, he can go anywhere in this building and people will just say hello. And a lot of them even know his name. And she's like, I can't tell you how much that means to me. And obviously that's a special case, but I think we all have that. We all have a, a need and a desire to be known. And those are such simple ways, but those are deeply profound spiritual practice. Yeah, and, and even how you talked about scheduling out to, to, to text Intent someone. It's intentional. Again. It's intentional. <laughs> yeah. It's on purpose. And, and for some, I think that might sound like, oh, if you have to schedule it out, is it real? But I schedule yes. my Bible reading time. I schedule my prayer time. I, I schedule a lot of spiritual disciplines. And so to schedule even something like encouragement, to mm -hmm. remind yourself to live that out, I, I think it's a really healthy thing as we start to really rebuild that muscle. Because right. again, I think for a lot of us, we've backed off encouragement and instead gotten into criticism and fighting and conflict mode rather than how can I encourage the brothers and sisters. Yeah, I liked how you said that you kind of are stretching that muscle. Yes. Yeah. I think, you know, of the small groups and uh, even the scheduling of something <laughs> like praying for someone or mm -hmm. sending an encouraging text. I think those are, that's kind of like the workout room or the that's gym. Right. Yeah. Uh, as you gather in small groups, you're helping each other stretch muscles, muscles and develop right, muscles yeah. that will be vital there in the group. But mm -hmm. if they get stronger there in the gym of the small group, then they'll spill over and be a part of everyday relationships mm -hmm. at work, at, at other people in church, a ministry team that I'm on. And we really need that in our world. Yeah. And I think yeah. that will bring a fresh movement of God. I think that'll be, bring a fresh wind of the spirit. I think it'll bring uh, new hope yeah. into families and people's lives who have been crushed. Uh, people are weary and worn. Yeah. And I think that'll help them. Yeah, the, you know, you just, mentioned um, people are weary and worn. I think we know a lot of people, we yeah. ourselves, yeah. you know, this has been a tough season, um, but we don't want that to be an excuse to not move forward. So what would you say to people who are like, you know, I'm maxed out. Yeah. All I can handle is what I'm currently in front of me. So all these eight weeks of telling us all the things we need to do, it's like, it's too much. Yeah. How would you encourage that person? Yeah, first I'd just be sympathetic that a lot of people have gone through a lot of heavy mm -hmm. things in the last few years, whether it be physical or spiritual or relational, families yes. and breaking apart and relationships and, losses, and all losses. losses. People have gone through so much. And, and I think a part of why we're saying for the next thousand days, we wanna focus on spiritual health is because we recognize there's a serious percentage of our congregation who's hurting right now. Right who's gone through a lot of pain. We even see this here that the encouragement and the strengthening uh, is that they would remain true to the faith in the midst of many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. And I think that's part of why we're encouraging people towards spiritual disciplines and spiritual health. It's not for just checking a box or somehow impressing God. We can never do that. Mm -hmm. It's so that we can endure some of these hard right. things. And so I think over the next thousand days for someone who is wounded, who's hurting, who's gone through loss, I think to get healed and whole and to seek out help, maybe counseling, maybe maybe spiritual disciplines, maybe getting back into relationship with folks, I think is a beautiful thing for someone who's gone through loss over the last couple of years. This first season for us is so important. Before there can be an impact into the lives of people in our community or our world beyond our sphere of influence, just as a church inside these walls and on our campus and those who join us online, we've got to be strong and healthy and vibrant. It doesn't mean perfect, and we'll be growing in years to come, but what we're saying is we recognize recognize yeah. the kind of heaviness we've come through. Yeah. And uh, for some, they've already begun to heal and are finding their way. For others, there's still something more. And for all of us, this is an opportunity to get stronger so that we can be more vibrant and we can flourish and thrive in Christ together 
then collectively we'll have the right kind of base and platform for God to take us and use us in, in incredible ways. I hope you're as excited as I am. I can't wait to see what God is gonna do in and through Calvary Community Church as we continue to live and love like Jesus right into 2030. Thank you for listening. Please go to calvarywestlake.org forward slash next to access additional resources.